the Supreme Court could rule as early as tomorrow morning on whether to overturn Roe v. Wade the 1973 ruling that enshrined a woman's right to an abortion in the U.S. A draft opinion leaked last month suggests the court's conservative majority will strike down Roe. Now, if that happens, abortion bans are likely to go into effect in at least 13 states within 30 days. Since that draft became public, we've talked to legal experts, a bioethicist, doctors, people who run abortion funds, and more. But today, we go to the heart of this story, and we get personal we hear directly from two women who chose to end a pregnancy. We'll discuss their unique experiences and get their thoughts on a post-Roe America. And before we get started, a note that the story that you're about to hear includes references of sexual assault and other sensitive material. With us is someone who knows the stigma surrounding abortion all too well and the dangers that come from it. Now, for her safety, we will not be disclosing her name or location. Today, she'll be going by Jane. Welcome, Jane. Hi. So two years ago, when you were 17, I understand that you found out that you were pregnant then. So can you just tell us a little bit about that that time? So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was absolutely terrified. Like growing up in like the Mormon household, I knew that my mom would like kill me and all the judgment that would come with it if she found out. So I never told anybody, which I probably should have come out to sooner but I was just too scared for social judgment. And the person that uh, you were pregnant by at the time, was that someone that you had been dating, Jane? Or So it was someone who we were dating, but it was not consensual to actually like impregnate me. Gotcha. And, and so this was someone that you knew? And, and Yes. It sounds like it was sexual assault. Yes. So... I imagine at the time, not only are you trying to process the trauma of what's happened, you then discover that you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So walk me through your thought process then. It sounds like you immediately thought of your parents and how they would react. Yeah. So my parents, I wouldn't necessarily call them helicopter parents, but they're just, they want to watch over me. Like I'm their daughter. They love me. But I just know that I would disappoint them if they found out that I was in a relationship that involved some sexual assault. And I was traumatized and I was scared. And my whole thought process was just like, I need to do something about this. But I probably was in shock for a while that I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't do anything about it because who's going to listen to a 17-year-old, which, yeah, that was one of my main concerns is no one was going to take me seriously. And my mom's a a mental health counselor. And I know she would just try to like give me therapy sessions about it, but it's hard to differentiate mom and counselor. Yeah. that That's tough too. So was there anyone to lean on at the time? Like were there friends you could talk to or was there anyone at the church? I was too scared to talk to anyone about it. So I didn't tell anyone until three months after the fact that it happened and I told one of my best friends. And what did she say? She was surprised that I didn't tell her sooner, but she understands why I kept it a secret. She wishes I told someone because bearing that burden was just weighing me down. Like I wasn't happy. I was not myself as I usually was. And so she wishes if I would have told someone sooner, I could have found happiness faster. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you said you were three months 
pregnant. So it was three months after I induced a miscarriage. Okay, so so talk to me about that. How how exactly did you go about ending the pregnancy? Um, so I realized there's more harm than good in inducing a miscarriage, but I looked up ways, and so I had a ton of like raw fish, raw sushi because I know that's bad. I had I loaded myself up on caffeine because I know that's bad for it. I sat in hot tubs for long periods of time. I did like things that I knew would be bad for the baby. And because it was so traumatic for it in me that it ended up inducing in a whole miscarriage, which was more painful and more harm than good than if I would have just went and got an abortion. So what happened to you physically after you induced the, the miscarriage? So it was just like a really, really heavy period, like the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, I think that's what killed me the most because it's like, I thought that's the end of the world. Like, I just, I've always been pro-life just because my parents and the church and everything. And then doing that made me feel like like I shouldn't have done that. But mm-hmm. then for a while after that, like, my period was irregular. I was constantly in pain because I did stuff that was dangerous for it. And then I had to get on birth control pill to regulate my cycle. So how did you actually know that you weren't pregnant anymore? Um, was it I the menstruation? Kind of because it was the, I was bleeding, so I figured there wouldn't be the baby there. Yeah. Was there a feeling at all of, I imagine the, the emotions are mixed at that mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. You're scared, as you've, you've said. Um, was there any point, though, where you felt some relief? Yeah, after I saw that, there was blood. I, I felt a little calmer because it's like, okay, we're okay. It's just, it's just a period. I can deal with this. I think that was like the only better I had was just knowing that I wasn't pregnant. And emotionally at that point you were talking to, did you let your, your friend know at that point once it had been yeah. done? Yeah. What was it like emotionally after everything had been done? And at that point, you know that there's no turning back. So that kind of like just left me on the depression. I was never, I never went to a doctor to get diagnosed with depression, but like I, my brain had no thoughts. Like I couldn't, I'd do things that I love, but it just wasn't the same. And it just left a huge like impact on my brain and the way I like thought things differently Mm -hmm. and the way I looked at myself in the mirror was probably one of the worst things because I'd look at myself and know what I've done and I thought I just did an abortion which it kind of was but it helped me in the long-term run because being 17 and doing sports and school and I knew it was just I couldn't have a baby and I didn't have the finances for it and so like mentally I knew it was good for me but once it like happened I felt like scared like still in shock like mm-hmm. knowing what was going to happen. If you could go back is there anything that you would do differently? I probably would tell my mom instantly, just say, like, Mom, I was sexually assaulted, I'm pregnant, and I can't do this baby. Knowing her, she would say, put it up for adoption, but I know that my body can't physically carry a baby. Like, I have too many things going on that I couldn't be pregnant, so I would probably just go and get an abortion to make it safer for my body, make it safer for 
um, like my mental state and yeah. that's what I would have done. Do your parents know now? Um, I've told them. I didn't go into detail about it, but I've told them that I've induced a miscarriage. And then they haven't asked any questions because I told them I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So two years later, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I've talked about it more and more, um, especially reaching out to one of the um, people on your show and talking to her about it has definitely helped. And I've learned that I'm not alone. And there are groups that I've joined and talked about it more. And it's like, I'm not alone in this. And there are people out there who love me and who support me. And um, I think talking about it has definitely helped me go through it because for the past year, like I couldn't talk about it without sobbing my eyes out, without crying. And now I'm like, I can come out about it. You've gained some strength over the last couple of years. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. And I would love for you to give some advice, Jane, to women listening to us right now. Maybe they're going through the exact same thing. Maybe they're dealing with a pregnancy right now that's unwanted or just was uncontrolled. What would you say? Um, Talk to someone who you love. Talk to someone who can trust. And if they truly love you, they're not going to judge you. They're going to be there for you every step of the way. And it is your body and whatever you feel comfortable with. I recommend not inducing a miscarriage because that was probably one of the most painful experiences that I've had versus going in and just get an abortion and knowing that it's safer for your body. Right now we're in a a very strange political time, Jane. You know, the the political climate right now is is, uh, it's very heavy and the right to have a, a safe abortion, that's just hanging in the balance right now at the Supreme Court. Yeah. So how are you feeling about that? That's honestly, like, I think frustrating because it is the women's body and she should be able to do what's best for her. Being 17, I didn't think I have the strength to carry a baby. I don't have the finances to raise a baby. Like, I know that my parents would kick me out if they found out that I would have a baby and let women do what they decide with their body. How does it feel for you thinking that women in, in future might have to go through what you went through, despite what you what you want for them? It scares me because what I went through is painful, and I don't think anybody else would want to go through that, and I want to try to help others. And if there's nothing I can do to like help would make me feel just bad about it, I guess. So your hope then for for the future of reproductive rights, what would you say? I would say that they have, um, that pregnant women will have the ability to raise a child or go through the pregnancy or that they would be able to abort it on their own free will without judgment, without having to go through court first or making it illegal because it's all about them and what they can do. Jane, thank you for your bravery, and thank you for joining us today. Of course. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and if you are just joining us, we're doing something a little different this hour, ahead of the Supreme Court's forthcoming decision on reproductive rights. Now, instead of talking to experts or medical professionals, we're hearing from women who ended a pregnancy. Like with any story that we cover here on Reset, we believe it's important to hear directly from the people affected by big stories in the news. 
Now, we just heard from a woman we're calling Jane. She was sexually assaulted when she was 17. She got pregnant and then induced a miscarriage. She said she didn't think an abortion was an option for her because of her family's religious background in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Joining us now is WBEZ's Kristen Shores. She has been talking with people who have had abortions. Welcome, Kristen. Hi, thanks for having me. You were listening along there. What's your initial reaction to Jane's story? Well, first of all, I think she's incredibly brave to share her story in such a public way. I mean, it sounds really scary. It sounds like a really isolating experience for her. Um, It did bring to mind some of the other things I've heard from other people who I've been talking to about um, abortions. You know, there were some, I heard from some people who got pregnant when they were in abusive relationships. And so that contributed to their decision to have an abortion. Um, I heard from other people who, you know, they're recalling abortions they had, you know, 30 years ago or so, that they were really afraid to tell their parents about a pregnancy or that they were really young, Mm -hmm. um, that they grew up in really strict religious households that opposed abortion. So a lot of the things that Jane was mentioning to you. Yeah. She described a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that she went through, not just after finding out she was pregnant, but then, you know, in her case, inducing her own abortion. Are you hearing similar feelings from folks? Yeah, I'm I'm hearing that from from a lot of people. Um, you know, there was a person who contacted me and said that her mother had had an abortion, obviously long, long time ago, and and never recovered emotionally from that and passed that trauma along to her children. So this woman was essentially telling me that that's, you know, something that she experienced from from her mom. Um, there were others who contacted me who said that they weren't ready to have a baby or their partners weren't ready to mm-hmm. have a baby. Um, I mentioned the abusive relationships some people are in. And then there are people who truly wanted to have a child, but their pregnancy put their own life and health at risk. So that contributed to a decision yeah. in some cases to have an abortion. And and that contributed to like the guilt and shame that they were feeling around that. Mm-hmm. And as we heard, Jane grew up in a, a very pro-life household, a religious household. It was part of the reason that she felt like getting an abortion, just that was just not an option. You attended a demonstration on Friday, Kristen, by the Pro-Life Action League in Waukegan. What did those folks have to say? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to what's called the Face to Truth Tour. It's this demonstration that takes place every year. Um, You'll see like giant posters of aborted fetuses. These are pretty graphic pictures. And the captions on some of these photos were, you know, his only baby or baby picture, I should say, or remember this face. Um, Eric Scheidler, who runs the Pro-Life Action League, you know, I talked to him there for quite a while. And he said the goal of that demonstration is to change hearts. Now, Illinois is a haven for abortion. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, tens of thousands more patients from out of state are expected to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously that means more abortions. Um, you know, I met, a, I met a woman there who was holding one of these signs, and she told me that she'd had an abortion some 30 years ago when she was in her 20s, and that she immediately regretted it, that she said that she felt that this this big shame and guilt, and that she actually tried to take her own life because she felt so bad having the abortion. At the time, she was she was telling me she wasn't financially ready. Um, there were all these other factors, right? But not, but she immediately regretted it. And she told me that she was there because she hoped to prevent other people from having abortions, from going through what she did. Mm-hmm. 
And as we mentioned earlier, the Supreme Court could rule as early as tomorrow morning on whether to strike down Roe v. Wade. Uh, That's Kristen Schorsch, a WBEZ public health and politics reporter. Thank you, Kristen. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.